Welcome to the Dave Witty Show. I'm your host, Dave Witty. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. Episode 13 is here. Can't believe I've been doing these for a little bit over three months. Been a lot of fun. Uh, been a great learning experience for me. And I've been really enjoying chatting with all the guests that I've had on. Uh, I've also been enjoying to have a little room to vent on different things that I like to do. And uh, just another creative outlet for me. So, yeah, big thanks, everybody who's tuned in so far. And, and uh, you know, I've just been trying to keep them diverse and have different interesting people on. Obviously, I know a ton of people within the community, you know, who, who are involved in music. But I've been trying to keep with, with with people who aren't uh, who aren't into music uh, who don't play music necessarily as well so just you know been really trying to fit different types of people in so thanks to all my guests that have come on you've you know you pretty much have made the show I mean I normally just get on here and rant about the Leafs so it's been nice to uh, to chat about you know whatever everybody else is up to uh, you know once again big thanks to Greg Smith came in here last week with the we had a great interview I mean he's normally interviewing me and 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 all kinds of people like myself so uh, yeah I just want to say thanks to Greg, you know, and if you missed that, missed that episode, uh, you can find it on all my uh, social media or wherever you listen to podcasts, of course, uh, on YouTube, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, great chat with Greg. I mean, he's awesome, awesome, awesome dude. You know, really, really cool story, and you know, he's in, he's involved in the community, so it was, it was really fun to chat with him. I uh, got another great episode lined up for you today, guys. Uh, Brent Max in, in, in on the podcast today. He runs Brent Mac Events. Um, just an awesome entrepreneur, you know, an event planner. He um, puts off a ton of shows annually. I mean, he does the uh, Best Con Barbecue, the Jib Fest Weekender. Uh, he's a part of the Best Con Comedy Tour. He's just got his hands in a little bit of everything. And uh, just another young guy, man, who who's just absolutely uh, killing it, you know, with, with events. And, and uh, he does it with such a positive attitude. I mean, if you don't know Brent at all, uh, I'd be willing to bet if you went up and said hello to him, he would he'd chat the ear off you and you'd be best friends in, in five minutes. He's just a really, really, really down-to-earth guy. Super, super funny. Uh, you know, like I say, he got his hands in everything and, and he brings lots of really good vibes uh to you know to the community i mean he puts off a ton of these really really neat shows and and one cool thing about brent you know he he really likes to um keep it local as well you know he, he obviously flies in a ton of different acts and and uh for for his events but he really likes to support the local scene as well and he always has a you know a couple members of um of different bands or, or a couple of different bands perform you know during his uh uh, you know the events and stuff that he puts off and i was supposed to be part of the the most recent one which would have been the jib fest weekender out in out in cornerbrook in february but you know with the second wave of covid happening here they uh they pulled a shoot on it which was the right thing to do i mean me and brent get into that for sure and but it was the right move i mean with covid you just don't know what's going to happen and and it's uh you know, it's it's tough to plan anything, so you really got to hand it to to Brent and and you know all of his partners and and the guys that that he works with and the girls, of course, too. Uh, you know, they pulling off events like this, guys, like takes so so much energy and work and and behind the scenes stuff. So, you know, to plan anything, especially with COVID looming, it's just not easy. So, uh, you know, a big shout out to Brent, of course, and uh, and all his team. You know, and and make sure you do stick around for that interview with Brent. Uh, in the world of of witty, uh, had a great great weekend in in st john's guys it was what a laugh i mean we uh we debuted our new band this weekend at o'reilly's uh new band we're called the donnies it's myself robert kelly and alex cull 
Uh, we played at O'Reilly's, like I say, Friday and Saturday night. We had a great turnout, you know, completely socially distanced. You know, all the COVID rules were in effect. Everybody was seated, but it was a great turnout. Everybody had a lot of fun. It seems like, you know, we had a ton of positive feedback from from those shows as well. And, and it was just nice to be able to share the stage with, with a couple guys. I mean... I do a ton of solo stuff. I play, you know, I play a lot of solo gigs by myself. And, and normally when I'm doing band work, I'm doing, you know, witty band stuff, which is which is my original stuff. And that's a planned event, you know, where we might I might put together a show, you know, at the Rock House or, or somewhere else like that. And, you know, but we're just banging out all of my original stuff. So, it's, you know, it's really, really fun to, to get together with uh, with a couple other guys who are absolutely fantastic musicians as well um, to be able to get together with them and. And really, uh, you know, you know, play some of the the good old like the Newfoundland hits. I love that. I love that stuff. It's always been a part of me. Uh, it's kind of something I've wanted to do for a very long time. Was have a group like this, you know. So uh, to have these guys play with me and 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 you know, the shows went really really well this weekend. Uh, we debuted our, our single last weekend, a song called "My Only Friend." We debuted that one on radio last week, and it was all over the radio uh, the weekend uh, just passed now. And uh, hoping to get that up on some streaming platforms in the next couple of weeks or so. So hopefully we can get that into some ears uh it's, you know it's a really nice dynamic between the three of us i mean alex is a, an incredible musician he's just a crazy crazy good guitar player uh really really great bazooki player i mean amongst other things so uh, he brings you know that that to the table plus he sings harmony uh robert's a fantastic bass player he uh inc incredible harmony singer but he also does a lot of the production work for the recordings and stuff so it's a, just a, a real treat to have somebody like that in a band who can really work uh, behind the scenes on, on doing some of the production stuff it's really really nice and you know I, I what i bring to the table is uh good times that's you know that's all i i got to offer no but you know you know me i i'm a i'm a songwriter i love writing the music so you know i, I wrote that last one and i brought it into the guys there was no um there was no bridge wrote so we, we kind of wrote it together ourselves and and we came up with the arrangement of the song so you know just nice having input from from different guys uh but it was a really really fun weekend and i i winded it down there sunday evening at green sleeves like i've been doing uh another really fun gig thanks to everybody who came out for that one uh, i'm actually recording on monday may 3rd this week uh, a little different for me normally but i'm i'm heading out of town for a couple days so maybe when you're listening i'm uh, i'll be uh i'll be i'll be tuned in uh you know, I'll be out. Uh, I'll be out around the bay for a couple of days, anyways. Looking just to just to get away for a couple of days and, and spend some time. Might hit up a uh, Pitchers Pond Golf Course on uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday for for a little nine hole. It's close to the cabin, and it's a uh, you know just a nice little nice little getaway for a couple hours. Um, not gonna dig too much into the uh, into the NHL stuff right now. I mean, the Leafs are a wagon. The Leafs are rolling. Austin Matthews is rolling, but I'm not gonna bury you in that today because uh, you know it's nothing really, really crazy going on. I mean, the Leafs are they're really playing well right now, guys. Like, uh, really, really doing well. The, the you know the the standings kind of look like they're set in the NHL for for the North Division, especially. You know, it's really, really shaping up like it's going to be the Leafs and Habs first round, which is. Man, is that ever going to be exciting? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I want it to happen or not because, you know, if the Habs happen to happen to beat the Leafs, my God, I'll just never hear the end of it. And who am I going to talk about on the podcast then? 
uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, watching a lot of Blue Jays baseball right now. Also, you know, just just playing really, really well, guys. The Jays are playing well. The bats are moving. The pitching's been pretty consistent. Uh, uh, you know, and they're playing in Dunedin right now. They're not really playing at home. It's they're moving to Buffalo here soon. You know, because the weather's too warm and in uh, in florida for for midsummer so i mean it's they're they're going to be battling a tough season it's going to be really interesting to see how they how they plan out you know a lot of young players there these guys are are just kind of starting their careers and and they're really excelling so uh it's a very very exciting time to be a blue jays fan and it's a very exciting time to be a toronto maple leafs fan everybody yeah anyways uh, with that being said, I'm not going to dig too much into to anything else. Uh, yes, COVID still exists. I'm just, I'm over it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. There's a ton of new cases happening here. It seems like they're all kind of travel related. So hopefully it sticks to that. Hopefully we get no loose cannons who, who go out and float about, you know, if maybe if somebody comes home from work or something with it and, and goes out, cause that's, what's going to happen if, if, if we're going to see this third wave, I mean, Ontario and you see Alberta and, and places like this, Nova Scotia right now, they're kind of exploding with it. So uh, I just really, really hope that we can keep it at bay here because uh, it's been nice to have some freedom and it's been nice to get back to work and nice to get out and see some people and, and just be able to feel some normalcy in my life. I mean, it's a, it's a tough racket being a musician with, with this stuff. So, uh, you know, it's kind of why I started this podcast, but I mean, that's that's been the, the silver lining in it all. So... Yeah, like you say, I'm not going to dig too much into that, guys. I had a really, really great chat with, with Brent Mack, and, uh, uh, you know, we chatted for about an hour or so, and, you know, he was talking about how we got started and, and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I'll flip it over to Brent. So make sure you stick around for a great interview with Brent Mack. And I'd like to welcome Brent McNamara to the podcast. How you doing, Brent? What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. Thanks for having me on, man. How are you making out? I'm doing good, man. You know, it's uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, um, uh, you know, I, I think we're we're pretty lucky. I mean, I think my listeners are gonna get sick of me saying this same thing over, but I we've been we've been pretty we've been pretty lucky here in Newfoundland that you know we've had a couple scares, no doubt. But I mean, uh, everything seems to kind of be back open again here, and you know, I, I've got a bit of work going on, and I'm sure you probably you're you're feeling that that there's a little bit more stuff happening lately again. I mean, we're not in Ontario or or Alberta for that matter, so I mean, we're pretty lucky. So uh, yeah, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about it. No, absolutely, man. Like I said, knock on wood, man. Hopefully we get through May and just pump more of these vaccines out and just get the get those numbers good. But yeah, just keep it going. You know, we've we started, you know, we had a, uh, a current, we're currently on tour right now. Uh, well, I'm not there, but Mike Lynch, who I manage, he's on tour right now, finishing off his uh, show Mageddon tour. That was delayed over almost two months because of, of lockdowns earlier. But yeah, it's good to be back. You know, the guys are in Cornbrook there tonight. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's good to be doing shows again and just being back at it. Yeah, it is. It's just nice to just kind of be thinking about doing something. You know what I mean? Like like trying to plan something, not just like sitting back kind of like, what the fuck is going to happen here, man? Like, you know, it's nice to just be able to try to plan some things out and try to come up with a few things, right? Absolutely. I mean, that, that's kind of where we're at right now. I mean, we we sort of got I got a date out there for the, for the Best Con Barbecue this year, August 21st. It's sort of like, all right, here's where it's going to be. I can't quite say where it's going to be yet. We're still waiting to see how it's going to go. But, you know, we hopefully if all things go according to plan, um, numbers and stuff still to be determined. But, you know, that's that's how it is. And same with the Best Kind Comedy Tour. We're planning for that for the fall as well. A little bit scaled down. We're not driving across the country. We're just going to do a new plan in Alberta. But, you know, just focus on those markets. But a year ago, we were kind of just everyone was had their hands up in the air. No one knew what they were doing. Or at least now you, you do see that 
light at the end of the tunnel, as they say, you know? So, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. You're right, man. You nailed it. And I mean, it's, it's, it's been tough. It's been a tough year for, for people like uh, yourself and, and people like myself, you know, people who are in the uh, uh, events industry and, and, and planning. Uh, it's just, it's impossible. Yeah. You don't, just don't know, man. You just have no idea. Um, you did mention a bunch of the stuff just now you're involved in. I, I do want to ask you about some of that, Brent, you know, as, as sure we go thing. through, as we go through this, but uh, maybe for anybody who, who's, uh, who's listening at home and, and maybe doesn't know who you are or what you do, could you just like give us a little, little briefing on who you are and, 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 you know, what you do? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm based here in St. John's. Uh, I grew up here my whole life, spent a little bit of time away, not much, pretty much my whole time living here. Uh, about 10 years ago, I started uh, Brent Mac events. So it's an event production and I guess now management company that I run. So we produce several events throughout the year. Jip uh, Fest, uh, weekend there in Cornerbrook every February. Uh, we do the Best Kind Barbecue, which has been around for three or four years now. That's the newer one we're trying to build up. Then I also do the uh, Best Kind Comedy Tour, which is a nationwide uh, comedy tour with Mike Lynch, Colin Hollett, and Brian Illward, three Newfoundland comedians that we did the last two. Well, we didn't do it in 2020, but we did it in 2018 and 2019. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've kind of just been producing events and kind of got those three main ones now that I'm trying to grow. But a few other things here and there, like a few one-off shows. But, I mean, yeah, just produce events and kind of start working, starting to help manage the artists as well. Yeah, no, that's that's right. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I've been involved in a, in a number of those number of those events o- over the years and stuff. And, and you know, they're always good laughs. times. Yeah. yeah. Lots of good laughs, yeah. man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing that uh, 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 if you're coming to a Brent Mac event, you know, you're 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 in for a few laughs. You're in for a good time. And <laughs> yeah. it's always good folks around. It's it's, you know, it's positive vibes, man. Plenty of high fives going around. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everyone's Can we get back those? It's been not many high fives this year. It's been missing out. <laughs> You're not allowed to high five, man. It's like high elbows, I know. high so elbows hard. now or something just, like that. Yeah, it's, it's so tough. <laughs> the awkward elbow, you know. You're like, you, yeah. You, 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 you chicken wing, chicken wing. Yeah. Brent, what was the what? You know, what was your mindset in, in getting started? I mean, you're you're a few years younger than me, man. But I mean, I feel like you've been around longer than me. I mean, uh, you've been like beating around doing shows and and you've been bringing in people. I want to ask you about some of that stuff as well because you, you yeah, have yeah, brought yeah. in a ton of shows and stuff. But yeah, you know, what was the groundwork? Where did you get started and and where did you come up? the idea to, to start up Brent Mac events? Man, it's kind of funny. I was telling this story the other day, actually. So, I mean, it started for me in high school. I was at a, I did a career day. Uh, you know, people, you're probably familiar with those. People come in, they, they talk about different careers and just give you kind of some idea of what to do post high school. I didn't really have much direction. I wasn't quite sure. Um, anyway, I, I sat through the morning, three presentations, forget what they were, but nothing I was really interested in. Uh, after lunch, I was getting ready to pip off. I'm there in my 98 Corolla, ready to leave high school. And then a Red Bull van rolls in. This is, this is 11 years ago, too. So 17-year-old high school student. Just like, wow, Red Bull. Like that. And I just two younger guys hop out. And I, uh, Matt Power and, and uh, Patty Green, two great yep. great friends of mine right they now. They are. They're, they're awesome. Like, what yeah. Are you guys, yeah, like, what, what are you guys doing here? And they said, we're, we're here to give a presentation about uh, small business, event planning, and entrepreneurship. I said, and coincidentally enough, I had that next. I, don't, I just got randomly assigned to it. So I was like, yeah, I'll show you where your classroom is and stick around for it. And I just, I was so fascinated listening to everywhere they were talking about. Basically, they were they were doing a lot of shows, a lot of stuff that I do now. They're booking out the Rock House, Club One, bringing people down, just putting off shows. And that was the first thing I ever heard about this, right? About just being the person who produced things and connected the dots and put it, made it all happen. I just, I just loved it. So, I mean... I kind of stayed in touch with Patty and Matt, became friends of theirs. Um, I actually had to do, 
a project for that course, like a, a small venture creation. So I decided to do a dodgeball tournament. Got uh, Patty donated. He's a Red Bull rep at the time, donated Red Bull. And then we were like, I mean, that would never happen now, like Red Bull in high school and stuff. You know, we were just firing out Red Bulls, had the tunes going, 200 people playing dodgeball. It was sick. And then from that, I'm like, okay, this could be something. Um, I ended up uh, a year later, I guess I was turning 19, just wanted to have a big party, you know? Because um, I was like, even high school is one kind of like coordinating things like that, you know, or after grad, those sort of things. And yeah, Patty's like, oh, I'll introduce you to Tony Murray, actually, at the Rock House, another legend in the scene. And um, from there, we kind of just clicked and had and a I gotta great get, I gotta get Tony on this podcast. He would be an you awesome guy on this podcast. He, he would be would, an awesome cat. Sorry, absolutely. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I had to say that. No worries. But no, absolutely to get him on this. But yeah, met Tony, had a big party. And again, those, those are kind of like early Facebook days. I was just like throwing it out everywhere. I was just like, I want to just have a big, crazy party. And, and it was like, it was an absolute banger. And then after that, he was like, if you want to do something again, by all means, let me know. And like okay yeah and then i just just snowballed just snowballed you know yeah exactly and and it's definitely snowballed i mean you, you've you've taken yourself you know very far man you you've you have a ton of different projects going on i mean you do a ton of different events uh you know not only just one-offs i mean there's some of these are returning events i mean like the jib fest at the weekender and and uh you know the best con barbecue these are all things that you know happen annually now obviously you know, barring COVID and that kind of shit that goes on. But I mean, for the most part, they're happening every year. I mean, um, what was one of the first, like the big, like a big, uh, you know, project that you wanted to do that you had eyes on maybe to keep going annually, that's something that you wanted to keep going? Um, well, it's sort of funny how it worked. I mean, one of the biggest projects I did ultimately failed like pretty hard, which is a lot, people might not realize, but years ago we did one, it was called Random Sound. That was in uh, Clarenville, right? Mm -hmm. So that was sort of a two or three year project. I had a few different partners and we kind of had this idea just to bring this massive scale music festival to Newfoundland. And it was, I think at the end of the day, we bit off more than we could chew, you know, flying in 20 odd artists and between three and four of us were, we had 26 people from out of town, out of province that we were just shuttling to Clarenville and back. It, it was a real big undertaking. It was a really cool event, but ultimately just, just didn't last. And we kind of went different ways. But I think what was cool with that was I learned a lot. Like I'm, that was basically my last work term. I took my last work term off instead of working for someone else. I just took it on myself to create this festival with my partners. And, you know, so while that ultimately didn't succeed, that's what kind of led me to realize, okay, if I do things differently, I can build the brand up. You know, that's what ultimately a couple of years later became the barbecue. I got a different partner. We, we started a little bit smaller and now we're trying to build it back up, you know, instead of trying to start so massively and just way over our heads, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, so seeing the barbecue now where it's at and seeing that grow, same with Jim Fest. I mean, we just had our 10 year anniversary two years ago. That was that was amazing. So, yeah, it's cool just getting a bit of uh, continuity going and seeing something build up the year before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you mentioned, you know, like the random sound and 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 you said it, it, it you know, it. it... I don't want to say it failed. I mean, it was a couple year project. I mean, it was what it was. Let's be honest here. You know, it was, yeah. a, it was a tough thing. Yeah. You said you bit off a little bit more than you yeah. could choose, but I feel yeah. like sometimes, you know, in life and, and just no matter what you do, sometimes it takes like something like that to help. I mean, that was probably so helpful for you to take a smack because you're like, all right, well now we kind of know a couple different things that, we shouldn't probably do next time that we can work around, you know, you can really uh, try to figure out a few different angles on something and, and maybe not try to bite off as much. And, and like you say, try to kind of build it up from the ground up. hundred percent. You just take the lessons and like a couple of really major lessons that we learned was 
for example, with with the random sound. So it was for for a various bunch of reasons. I won't get into to the weeds of it, but for three three different years, the event happened at three different places at three different times. So it's like it's really hard to build continuity when it's a different time every year. Like everyone knows and loves Jersey Fest because they know when it is for what thirty odd years now, forty years, you know. So they had that going for them that they could announce it pretty last minute if they have to and people know what it is and exactly what they're expecting, Blueberry Festival, the Regatta, all these events have built up over years. They're consistent in the time and place. And it seems like a minor detail, but when you're trying to work with so many factors, it, it is kind of hard to establish that. But um, yeah, I mean, when things definitely do get back to normal, at least with the barbecue at St. David's, you know, hopefully that'll be our long-term home there. And, you know, with, with Jip Fest and Cornerbrook, same thing, that's been the same weekend every year for the last 10 years. So that's why that's, I feel, has grown the way it's grown. So, um, yeah, it's just building that consistency, which which we missed the mark on with Random Sound. But, again, we learned from it. So we take that, and, yeah, it was good. I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Maybe exactly. Things, yeah. <laughs> exactly, though, man. But like you say, I mean, you know, that was that wasn't yesterday either. I mean, that was that was a few years yeah. ago, man. I mean, you were yeah. taking that on as, as a young guy. I mean, you and, and whoever was involved. I mean, you're just not old. And I mean, that's a, a yeah. big undertaking. And, and kudos to you for taking a shot at that, too. I mean, because ultimately all that did was set you up for for better successes with different events and, and, and et cetera. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I was probably like 21, 22. I was yeah, actually, like, that's crazy, that man. I was, I was at like one of the things that probably distracted me a bit. I went to Coachella that year. So I came back all stereoid and saying, I got a vision. But at the end of the day, you're in Newfoundland. It was just hailing outside. It was sunny a minute ago. You know, we don't not deal with the same weather, the same landscape, same population. So you got to just be realistic. It doesn't mean you can't do good experiences, but you got to be realistic in the type of people that can attend, the type of money you can spend on an event, you know? So but uh, it was it, it was an experience. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of leads me to another question, actually, man. Like, what are some of the challenges that you face for some of these events as being a Newfoundlander and putting them off in Newfoundland? In terms, I mean, a few a few different ones for sure. I mean, one that's probably consistent with probably a lot of industries is just the physical cost of getting people here, you know? Um, especially, like, in Newfoundland, a lot of times, people are, when they want to come here, they're either, like, early on in their career when you can probably afford them, but they might not be as popular. So you're taking a risk that way. Or they're, it gets them in the peak career is pretty tough, pretty expensive, you know? And also you're working around their schedule, you know, like, yeah, it, it's not, Hey, come here on this date. Like, no, I'm going to come here on this date and take it or leave it and he'll, yeah. he'll probably take it, you know? So <laughs> um, it, it's, it's dealing with that. Um, anytime you're starting something new, I mean, obviously there's a lot of logistics dealing with new towns, new cities, a lot of, a lot of red tape sometimes, but you know, once, once you meet the right people and kind of prove yourself and you get that working relationship, you know, things can go pretty smooth. Like, um, like I said, everyone in Mount Pearl we dealt with before has been absolutely incredible to barbecue uh, Cornerbrook, Marble Mountain, those bar owners, you know, absolutely incredible as well. So, you know, we, we've got some really good relationships and people, you know, I think we've proven ourselves and, you know, we bring them good business. It's just, you know, it's just a good win-win. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a great working relationship. I mean, we were chatting a little yeah. bit before uh, before we came on here and just chatting about, you know, it's 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 all a win win. It's, it's a, uh, you were talking about Mike and he's out on the road yeah. and, and, you know, he, he's bringing business to two places right now where they've probably been mm -hmm. hurting. And and likewise, the business is, is being reciprocated for Mike because, you know, he's having people show up to his show. So it all kind of goes hand in hand, no doubt. Oh yeah. He is, he's an absolute, he's so funny. Such a workhorse. I mean, he puts in so much work behind the scenes. A lot of people don't really realize uh, like a good case, a good example of that is, um, so the best kind of comedy tour, like two years in a row, we drove right across the country. Sorry, I'm just going to cut you off friends. for one. I'm just going to cut you yeah. off for one second. So for anybody who, who's listening at home now, we're talking about Mike Lynch, who's, you know, absolutely fantastic comedian here, part of the, uh, the best con comedy tour. And he's out on, on tour right now, uh, across Newfoundland doing a, it's show is, is the, uh, the tour. It, right? it was. Yeah. Yeah. 
for one exactly. it's sort of a play on uh snowmageddon that uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, tour, the tour the tour was supposed to happen in february so it made a lot more sense but right right may but you know here we are um but yeah mike lynch i mean all of them colin Hollow, brian aylward people always you know people kind of uh say to me in passing like, oh we must have so much fun on the road we must have so much fun it is we have an absolute blast but i'll i'll drive for eight or ten hours a day to get to the next venue and they're just got their headphones and they're writing 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 you know critiquing last set working on new bits what do you think of this tagline what do you think of this like there's so much that goes in behind the scenes and like the first year we did it really getting to see that behind the scenes was cool you know it's uh you know it's a the full-time job and more just like anyone else so yeah they're, they're putting their hours in as, as you know i mean you know it's not just get up on stage and play it's you know it's everything behind the scenes writing booking everything yeah, exactly. I've always said, like, I mean, I can't speak for a comedian, but I obviously I know a bunch and, and they're friends of mine. Obviously, yeah. I had Brian Elward on, on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I know Brian. I've known Brian my whole life. I mean, I yeah. know how hard he works, man. And, and I know how hard Colin works. And I know how hard Mike mm -hmm. works. And that's just three of the comedians, you know, in the city. I mean, there's a hundred of yeah. them and they're all hilarious. Like, yeah. but mm -hmm. but I've always said, like, you know, getting on stage is is and doing the actual show a lot of times man it's 10 percent of the work like it's like the, oh absolutely it's the smallest absolutely. percentage is the actual show you know it's all the stuff that goes goes on behind the scenes the writing and the recordings and the you know just the promo work and everything there's a, a shit ton of stuff that that goes along with 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 doing any especially it's like a big tour like that yeah 100 percent. yeah the, the first year was really something i mean I'd, I'd probably booked it a little bit ambitiously my first time being in a lot of those places and just booking things blindly, you know, Google Maps and spreadsheets, just locking it in and, you know, driving seven hours, eight hours the day of to a show. Like, that's a bit tight. You know, there wasn't much room for error, but we made it, uh, you know, we're coming into shows 10 minutes before the start kind of thing. But uh, I, it, it was good. A lot of learned a lot. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a little bit about the, uh, about that, that, sure. that comedy tour in, in a couple of minutes. But one thing I wanted to ask sure. you, Brent, from, from kind of when you were earlier on, man, like when you're bringing shows into, uh, into St. John's and stuff, like what are your, some of your most memorable shows? Like, I remember you had Shad here, like that was such a cool show. And like the Franklin Electric, like, I mean, they were yeah. a really, really neat band. I mean, they were right. It was like something that you said earlier, they were kind of just breaking through at the time, you know, it was yeah. just before they kind of really became more popular than they, they were at the time. I mean, it's, you know, kind of take some balls to, to, to take a band in like that. I mean, but they were both mm -hmm. great shows. Like what are some of the ones that stick out in your mind? I, yeah, no, I really appreciate that. Uh, it's funny because Shad was basically my first show, I mean, other than like that the birthday party show. It was my first real show, dealing with an agent, booking someone, tickets, the whole, the whole works. And again, I was probably 20, 19, 20. And um, I had saw him the year before, went to Oceaga, my first time kind of going away with buddies for a big festival in Montreal. And it was just incredible. We saw him perform. And I was just thinking to myself the whole time, that is awesome. You know, the boys back home are going to love this, going to love this. So and I'd love to even find that email. It probably wasn't very professional at all. It came from like an old <laughs> Hotmail account. Yo, Shed, you're dope. Come to New Plan. It'll be the best time. And there's an agent, for some reason, I guess he was bored or whatever, replied to me. And he's like, okay, but you're going to have to pay him money and put him on a plane and put him in a hotel. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. And like my whole thought process for that particular show was, okay, where else is he playing? Toronto. And I'm like, okay, if I want to go to Toronto, it's going to cost me this and this. And I started comparing it that way. And being like, well, this way you can come and all my buddies can see him versus us all going there. It'd, it'd be cheaper in the end. And like, I was purely thinking from a fan point of view, like it'd be cheaper for him to come there than 15 or 20 of us all want to go there. Right. Which is like not the way you both really think about it in business. But from that point of view, I was just, I asked other people to do the show with me, older producers. And they were just like, I don't, I think it's too risky. I don't know if it's going to make sense here at the time. But I was like, but he's awesome. Like, it's going to be a great show. What are you talking about? Like, don't worry about the tickets. Like, and, but it, it was awesome. It just, 
the whole everything about that. Uh, like I remember, even, even like antics of the Mount Pro group. Those guys opened up for him. Jo was there. Uh, Large live live and direct. Those guys came down, opened up for the show. Like oh, hearsay. The openers alone was worth the ticket. Like it was a really cool show that everyone kind of just came together for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was awesome. I remember. I remember <laughs> even booking the flight in November for a January show. I was talking to my dad about it, and I was like, oh, I can get a. It's 50 bucks cheaper if I book it a little bit later in the day. I remember he said to me, he goes, yeah, but it's January in Newfoundland. Like anything happens, get them here as early as you can. I said, all right, fine. Spend an extra 50 bucks, which is a lot. Spend it. Show sold out a couple days before and there's a storm brewing. Said, of course, you man. You of know course, it. Of course. Of course there is. You're sold out. You're not getting off that easy. There's a storm coming. And I'm there. I'm just like at the airport, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. And sure enough, again, this is like, you know, before like, you're checking on your phone as much 10 years ago. I'm just waiting and waiting. Sure enough, he just shows up at the airport. I'm like, yes, he's here. <laughs> I remember it was like a movie. I looked up at the, at the screen and it's everything else that day was just canceled. No right? way, man. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Tony at the Rock House was like, yeah, he's in. Show sold out. We're doing it. And like the only menu probably opened downtown that night, just packed full of people, diehard <laughs> fans. It was awesome. So that's uh, the, 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 glo- sure. the glory days of packing a bar, man. I've, Imagine, I've, right? Yeah, Crazy. I know. One, one of these days we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that for sure. Um, okay. I had some um, laugh at your show at Christmas time, man. Speaking of packed bars and rock. Oh, like it's <laughs> packed COVID packed, you know, but uh, yeah, well, I mean, was, that was awesome. Like, yeah, it was, that was a really fun show. I got to say, you know, uh, you know, once again, I find myself repeating myself, but you know, we've been pretty lucky here, especially after the first wave. It just felt like it was just like everything was kind of back to normal. Uh, for anybody who's listening, maybe outside of Newfoundland, Rock House is is probably uh, probably holds the biggest capacity on the street, does it? Besides pretty Club One, right I guess. Now. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm not I'm too sure if Club One's really doing anything right now. But anyways, Rock House is you know it's it's a, it's a big big music venue, I think. In regular times, it probably holds like 325 people, roughly around there. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, they they put on, uh, they let people put on shows Christmas time with, they maxed out at 100 people, all seated. I mean, this is a concert venue which, where people are stood up generally, but they, they brought in seats and tables. And I had a laugh playing that way. I thought it was pretty neat to do it there. I think everybody really kind of enjoyed that too. Everyone had their tables, like everyone's like sitting back, I, just I, digging. Like it was like a cabaret show at the Rock House, but it was like rock and roll, yeah. you know? It was good. No, you, I, I really enjoyed it, man. I find you, you, you listen a lot more and it, it, it was good. No, I, everyone had a blast that show, you know, Christmas time too. Yeah. Was that was great. one of the fun things I, I find found about that show is like normally like the Tibbs Eve show. I, I put out a show every December 23rd, which is Tibbs Eve in Newfoundland, which is the day before Christmas Eve. And I mean, it's, probably the biggest night of christmas downtown like it's just an absolute shit show you know so (laughs) i mean i've been doing it for years and years and years so like i you know i was really really excited that i got got to do it this year but one thing about the christmas show is like it's always there the tibbs eve show it's like it's always a great show because you always have uh you know, you, you're guaranteed almost, almost like 98% sure you're going to sell the thing out. Like, it's always going to be a huge show. But it's never, definitely not one where you're going to, like, sit in and, like, tell a few stories about each song. Because everyone's, like, just seeing all their buddies who are home for Christmas. And everyone's just, like, slamming cheap whiskey. And everyone's just, like, <laughs> everyone's just partying, having a great time. And yeah. that's what the show is yeah. about. But this time, it was, you know, it was a little different because everyone got to sit down and kind of. And so, yeah, I felt like I could actually get up and tell a few stories about some of the songs and felt like, you're, you know, it was a bit more of a, a, a 
audience connection there for for that one for sure yeah, yeah. no it was perfect i gotta say man i i genuinely didn't really really enjoy that it was a ton of fun yeah no it was great so um <clears throat> i want to ask you how you got like kind of tangled up with the comedy scene brent i know you were bringing in live shows and you know where did that come about and 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 how did you get involved with with uh with colin brian and uh, and mike sure yeah kind of a funny story there um they all have their own sort of connection but it happened actually at Jib Fest probably five years ago. Um, Jib Fest was, again, the festival in Cornbrook. It's every February. Um, it's, it's the Mun midterm break, and it's the winter carnival in Cornbrook, so it's a big weekend. Um, we'd go out there. Uh, when I first got involved, it was just a main event Saturday. Um, and then when I got involved, we expanded it to do at a block party Friday night. So, you know, you get five or six bars, one bracelet, you hop around, different types of music going on. Um, but it was so much work. After like a year or two of doing that, like, I just be driving home the next day. I'm like, man, I didn't even really get to enjoy myself at all. I didn't go snowboard. And I was, it was like two days, three days, four days of being absolutely flat out. So we more or less added a comedy show the following night, like for ourselves, just to like people organize the show, just to like unwind, relax. Like if you break even, best kind, if not, whatever, it's just for fun. And so we need some comics to book. So I kind of started like going to more open mics and checking out like who was involved in the scene a bit. Um, yeah. And that's actually how I met Brian. I mean, I showed up at a show at Trapper John's years ago and with kind of back of my mind, uh, you know, I'll see who's doing what to be good to book. And Brian actually ended up started, like picking on me in the front row and grilling me or something <laughs> like this. And he, uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. And then later on, I messed him on Facebook. You want to come out? And he's like, absolutely. So we became buddies that way. Um, probably a year or so later, met Colin Holland as well, became good buddies with him. Um, then me and him actually ran a comedy room for about two years in St. John's at the fifth ticket called that time of the month, last Saturday of every month. It was uh, brought in headliners from all across the country. Probably did it for 24 months, like two two, two straight years. Yeah, I remember that. Um, that was in the like the upstairs room there, right? Or? Upstairs. Gorgeous. Yeah. I'd love to do something there again. Gorgeous venue, 50 seats, concrete wall, low ceilings, like just a real nice atmosphere. You do two, we did two shows. Um, and yeah, that was great. So I met Colin that way. And then I'd known Mike before. Funny enough, Mike was actually years ago just doing some work before we really got into comedy just doing some freelance postering with poster for shows so actually first time i met mike was drop off like 100 posters and he had to put up my posters for a, a random show <laughs> and then, <laughs> so that's how i met mike now i put now i put up his posters so it's kind of funny that just flipped but um i met brian Colin, and mike we all had our own kind of relationships three three four years ago they called me up and said you know we're doing some shows together in newfoundland we're doing shows together in alberta the three of us but we'd love to kind of expand it across the country, create a brand and really build it. But we need a proper producer. So I was like, absolutely. Um, I pitched them a couple of names. And I was like, what about Best Kind Comedy Tour? They really love that. And then, yeah, the four of us just partnered up. Um, you know, I'm behind the scenes handling the booking, logistics, the promo, things like that. And then between the four of us, we just took it on. And that's that's how we sort of came together. Because I, I knew them all individually. And then yep. in time to form, form, we all just came together. So it was it was good. Now, I know besides being behind the wheel on, on this, on this, you know, on the Best Kind Comedy Tour. So the first two years, did you go right across the country for both of those years? We did the first year. First year, yes. The first year we drove everywhere, like Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, everywhere, um, just to kind of see it out. And then we're like, second year, you know, there's, as you can probably guess, like, you know, Newfoundland, Ontario, Alberta, just bigger markets for with a Newfoundland base. So we actually... Uh, played a few more markets. We added Cambridge, a couple other places in Ontario, which was awesome. Like Newfoundland Club there in Cambridge. Like, yeah. shout out to those guys. Like uh, Jamie Jamie Squires over there. That was 
absolute blast you know it's like walking around the bay newfoundland it's just, it's like so it, it was amazing everyone's so, like what so are you nice. at buddy how you getting on buddy what's going on there <laughs> it, it it really was and i'm like oh this is sick and then uh then we, then we flew there flew to flew to alberta and added a couple more shows in alberta same thing brooks um where else do we add uh brooks alberta we did lloyd minister that year that was kind of an interesting show like just just weird things like i think about comedy too like you can kind of do more shows in different nights you know yeah exactly Fridays and Saturdays yeah it's not it's not you don't have it doesn't necessarily have to be like a a 11 o'clock bar show whereas if you're a band or something like that but I want to ask you about like some of the finer details and stuff that you kind of you kind of do with with uh you know the the best kind comedy tour like like I mentioned obviously I know you drive but I mean that's not your job like you do a ton of behind the scenes work can you just talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you do you know for for getting that ready getting that tour ready Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, we started probably a month or more now, right now. I mean, I'm just kind of contacting all the venues right now and, and just booking the venues, which is uh, a lot of, again, especially the first year when a lot of these places didn't know you, it was a lot more work. You know, you're really trying to sell yourself, sending them material, trying to work out those deals, you know, basically the booking agent for, for the guys. Right. But, and then obviously once you make that relationship it's more of a, Hey, you want to come back? Oh, we'd love to have you. What dates are available. And then trying to root it in the way that the router in the way that makes sense, you know, so you kind of drive in somewhat efficiently and, flying somewhat flying somewhat efficiently so that's sort of what i'm doing right now you know just spending a lot of time between uh google documents excel sheets and google maps trying to figure trying to book everything places together but that's a big part of it now and then obviously um working with sponsors you know like ford sponsor our last tour we work with them again this year so sh- big shout out to cabot Ford, cabot ford of course yeah, that's a huge um, sponsor. That's a huge sponsor. They gave you a vehicle, I believe, didn't they? To take huge with you? Spot. A- absolutely, yeah. So we, we, we rented one. So they yep. covered all that, you know. Sure. And so it, it was, yeah, a, a huge help. I mean, that's the thing. It, we're independent. You know, there's, we're taking all this on yourself, a lot of overhead, combinations, food, fuel, everything, right? So, I mean, to have a big sponsor like that is a massive help. And they've been really fun to work with, you know. They're just like, yeah, we like what you're doing, boys. And you want to be part of the brand. So it's it's been really cool. So, yeah, just just trying to keep those relationships alive for the guys and do some of those behind the scenes work. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, it's never tough or it's never easy. Sorry. (laughs) Like leaving Newfoundland, like traveling, like for tours. I mean, you know, for anybody who doesn't know this, like to get off of the Island of Newfoundland driving, like you're almost into day three by the time you really, I mean, you're, you can get across the Island in 12, 13 hours. Then you're looking at a five hour ferry ride, six hour ferry ride. Then you're only in Cape Breton. I mean, then to get to Halifax, you're looking at another five hours. That's just to get to the next big city, which is really Halifax, which, you know, God love Halifax, but it's still, it's not Toronto. It's not, it's not Montreal. It's not Calgary, you know, and it's still like, it's still an East coast city. Obviously it's bigger than St. John's and stuff, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a a tough venture, like, you know, touring out of, out of St. John's for sure. It is, you know, it takes, like I said, that the startup cost is something, I mean, just extra time, extra money to get anywhere, you know, versus being a hub like Toronto, you can go one hour in every different direction, you're in a new market, you know, so. And you can go home and stay in your own bed in the nighttime you if you want it. You can stay in your own bed, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, a, lot of, a lot of Airbnbs, a lot of Airbnbs, and a lot of. A lot of four fellows in one hotel room, you know, <laughs> but it, it was good. That sounds like a bit of a comedy bit itself. Uh, yeah, I know you've done. Was, yeah. I know you've done some stuff with uh, and uh, with with East Coast lifestyle. Can you talk a little bit about that? And and Absolutely, oh, there you yeah. go, nice. There I, you go. I, I, right, right there, I actually never even seen that. I, I just I had to, I had that to ask you as a question. Can you talk a little bit about that? And I know you've brought in Alex and in, into uh, into Newfoundland a couple times. And he's a friend of yours. Can you just talk a little bit about East Coast lifestyle and, and what it's done for you? 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, like I said, Alex become a good buddy of mine. Um, so I met Alex, the founder of East Coast Lifestyle, twenty. Drop the headphone. In twenty, uh, I'm trying to look at my poster back there. Twenty eleven or twenty twelve. Basically, we were doing a Mac Miller show uh, at Mile One. Um, I mean, Which is sick. I got, yeah, that man, that incredible, is incredible, right? Oh like, man, God, one of the was, best. It's so good, right? So I mean, that that was a big eye opener for me. My first time being involved in the show at Mile One. So my partner that was doing that show was also involved in his Halifax tour. So I kind of said, okay, I'll fly to Halifax and just give you a hand with those shows, some you know, some behind the scenes, helping out, helping arrange some uh, some meet and greets, things like that. And so I was there, just I was in charge of the meet and greet, probably about forty people. I just you know make sure they all came in order, got the pictures, this sort of thing, you know. And one of the guys was waiting was Alex. So I think it was delayed probably 30, 40 minutes. So I'm just there talking to him as we were just waiting in line. And he's telling me about East Coast Lifestyle, which I think he had just started. He had a little bit, of, he had just started up with it. So I was like, yeah, I, I'd heard about it. So yeah, we're just shooting the shit over that. Um, exchanged contacts, became buddies. And then, yeah, over the years, like, like I said, we, when he started Random Sound, he sponsored that for us. And then I brought him to Newfoundland a couple of times for some talks and some shows. And you know, we stayed at the house. I've stayed at his house in Halifax. And we just became buddies. And I mean, what he's done with that brand is incredible. You know, it's, it's insane, just, man. It is insane. And, and I think that took, was like something like yourself. It was like a work term or something like. Or a, it was. It was a. It was a university project. Started with yeah. thirty hoodies and just went from there. Got him with Studio, kind of catapulted them. His social media is just incre- crazy. Had, had Ed Sheeran, Sidney Crosby repping the brand early on. So he, he's just a, such a a real nice, again, hardworking guy, and got a good team behind him. His, his wife now. Uh, Taylor, she's incredible. Um, so yeah, the whole, I mean, yeah, every, everything is done there is awesome. He's expanded now into, uh, into like East coast rum sodas. Get some oh, rum yeah? soda drinks, which are which they're delicious. They're a little dangerous, but delicious. Pineapple, <laughs> they're great. Uh, chips he's in the chip business now. Like he's just. One thing well. I noticed with, with Alex and, and East coast lifestyle, which is very, very interesting to me is, you know, he really came on really hot especially as soon as so like social media really took off like you know it's been the last 10 11 years or so you know and and you know that's been the age of instagram been the age of facebook Mm -hmm. and twitter Mm -hmm. and i mean that has to been has to have been so so helpful to his brand right 100 no having the foresight that he did which is incredible you know speaks volume for his uh you know, for, for his approach, even um, like, you know, anyone starting a business now, especially clothing, like, you know, having a strong social media, obviously kind of sounds like common sense, but again, eight, nine, 10 years ago to put in the work that he did to, to build those channels up in the time was, you know, it was not, not everyone was doing that. You know, not a lot of people were doing that. So it was, it was good. And just, you know, there's good customer service, good quality clothes, constantly making new designs, good partnerships. Um, it, it's sort of funny how it worked. Like we had ghost face killer at our, um, at Jim, at, at random sound festival we did years ago, actually in Mount Pearl at, at the glacier. And he met Alex then who was sponsoring it. And sure enough, two of them ended up doing a collab and he sponsored ghost face entire, like Eastern United States tour, like East coast lifestyle, ghost face custom made like Jersey and stuff. Like, you know, it's like they're, like, Mount Pearl, Newfoundland. Now they're Southern, now they're Eastern United States. Like, it's just, you know, you never know the kind of relationship they're going to develop. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Best kind barbecue. I know you've been doing it for a few years now. Um, we did one last. No, no, not last year. You didn't do one last year, did you? Uh, we did do one last year, actually. We you did, did the beach that, barbecue. Uh, Murray's Beach Bar. Yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I was supposed I to play that, but it got rained out. The first, yeah. the original one got rained it, out, right? Exactly. There, and then you had a wedding, I think, or something. It was. My brother it. got yeah. married. Yeah. Right. And funny enough, I actually missed it as well. First time I ever missed one of my own events. But, uh, <laughs> 
I kind of, you know, emailed everyone. They're like, yeah, we can move it. And I'd already, I already had a plane ticket booked to go see my sister and her, her new uh, baby girl. So I was like, I, I, I can't pass up that opportunity. And our team was there to take care of it. So, uh, yeah, it worked, it worked really well. I know you did. The first one was in St. John's. was on the City Hall up, up on top there. I mean, really, really crazy, Correct. cool location. Yeah. Next year, yeah. it was in Mount Pearl, right? And it also had a great location. St. David's. I performed yeah. at that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a ton, a ton four, of fun. 420 man. Set. <laughs> the 420 set. Yeah, the Fresh fresh Prince of Mount Pearl. <laughs> yeah. Was, and funny enough, I was again, I was just, I'm like, like, spreadsheet there putting all the set times together and looking at the set time change over times and it, i put the flyer together not even realizing it was 420 and i'm like that's so funny yeah and then we had the fresh prince of mount pearl I'm like it just worked out great like it's yeah so what's the plans for uh, for 2021 are we looking at a barbecue or what's going on we're, we're definitely looking at a barbecue like i said august 21st is definitely the date we're definitely gonna do something then uh where it is i can't i'm not exactly 100 sure yet you know we do have some balls in the air and we, we do have a, we do have a tentative plan. I just can't really speak to it just yet. Sure. Yeah. Of um, course. But um, can you tell yeah, everybody hoping... a little bit about what that event is and what, what kind of goes on there? Yeah, sure. So it's a 12 hour uh, just music and culinary event, I guess. So every year we like to bring in different chefs, highlight different food and a full day of music. You know, it's kind of like, you know, obviously we have great events here. A lot of great folk fest. Georgie Fest is great. Um, a lot of good events here, but we kind of thought there was something missing. So this is just, there's no real guidelines when it comes to who we book. It's just who's going to put on a good show, right? So these are all types of acts, di different artists, different DJs, you know, everything, right? So uh, we're pretty open-minded with our booking. Same with our food, you know, just, just bring on different chefs every year um, to help develop that. So and, and games as well, you know, a lot of cornhole, washers. We had badminton. Remember the St. David's, we were hustling hard to try and get the gates open, do all the last-minute things, and the gates are finally open. My partner Evan's there, just like, takes a deep breath. He's like, Oh, we're open. It started. I was like, give me the keys to your truck. I'm going to get my basketball net. He's like, all right. <laughs> Cause it was like this concrete slab. So I rolled my net up and all day people were like having games of 21 and security <laughs> guards and playing two on two, just a, a laugh. Right. So we don't take ourselves too seriously and just do whatever makes sense. Right. No, it was. And I, and you're right, man. It's, it's, you know, like there's a lot of, you know, really great events that happen in, in St. John's and, and in Newfoundland, you know, the folk festival, like you, you mentioned, I mean, you know, but that's, you know, that's suited for folk music and, and the people who are going to know what they see there. But I mean, the barbecue is, is just a fun event where, you know, you might be going for different reasons. Like I, you know, I chat yeah. with a bunch of different people and people, you know, they might not be going for the music. They love music. They love to go and hear just different artists, but they're not actually going to hear one individual artist, but maybe they're going to check out some good food that day, or they just want to spend some time out in the sun and, and hang yeah. out with some friends and, and, and hear some good music and, and have, have some good food. Like it's a real, real good vibe there. It's, you know, everyone's like having a laugh, like you say. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. We're just trying again, trying to build that and, that's that's when again hopefully next year we'll get back to 2022 in St. David same weekend every year then like again anytime I've been to festivals away going back to like Oceaga for example Montreal as you leave you're seeing signs that see you this date next year you know like people know and like that's the hardest part not knowing I mean our biggest competitor right now is weddings like people like people wrote us after barbecue like when is your date next year I don't want to conflict it with my wedding, like you know. So that's cool. That's, that's probably the best review I've ever gotten from an event. You know? Yeah, well, it means you know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that just means that people are 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 you know are waiting for it and and they're looking forward to it. I mean, it's building excitement. Uh, the Jib Fest weekend is another really really cool event you guys do. You know, it happens in Cornerbrook same time every year. Uh, I think this year would have been the eleventh year. Was that right? It, it would have been, yeah. And I mean, that that was on. I mean, we had started planning that in the fall like october november put it together it was very scaled down it was going to be 
There's going to be no events at Marble, no outdoor concerts. It was just going to be dealing with the bars in Cornbrook, basically the same way they've been operating all summer and fall with the 100-person or 50% capacity. And we had that lined up, and then we got hit with the second wave and had to cancel it. But, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, it's just – that's just the nature of the business this time of year. Or, so. Yeah, that had to be yeah. a tough decision. I remember, um, once again, I was involved with that one as well. I was coming out yeah. to do, do a few shows. And Absolutely. I mean, that was going to be awesome. Yeah. And Nick it would have been fun. Be don't get me wrong. Yeah. And with that being said, Brent, you, like you guys made the right decision. I mean, it, you, yeah. you, it just, it was looming over everyone's head, I think. And everyone was kind of like, yeah. oh, man, what's going to happen here? And, and the cases were going up and, you know, yeah. everything was exploding here on the East Coast. And yeah. you know, I, don't, I don't think the West Coast was was too too keen on uh, uh, welcoming uh, too much of the East Coast over to that side at that well, point. The, the, like, you know, th that's it. Right. And that's kind of the funny part, too. I mean, people just sort of like it was still a few weeks out. And people sort of expect things happen immediately. And we're like, Guys, let's just wait and see. You know, there's a couple of cases. They're OK. The next day it really shot up. So that's really, okay, let's get ahead of this. And, you know, like for the record, like we shut it down before we had to, you know, we were ahead of it and doing what felt right, but, you know, just because there was a couple of cases, okay, let's see where this goes. And are we fine again in a week from now, or is this going into a wave? Oh, it's going into a wave. Okay. We'll, we'll scale it down. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of times with this too, people like, you know, yourself spend a lot more time online or locked in their house more. And like, some people like, I felt a lot. It was kind of discouraging. Some people were saying a lot of things that not, not necessarily just for my event, just for, for anything in general, you know, people are, I saw a lot more negativity and anger online. I, I, I attribute a lot of that to people just being pent, pent up inside, like not knowing what's going on in the whole world on the macro level, you know? So it was, you know, there was probably a lot more anger that would have normally happened. But people were just like, take a step back. Like, it's, it's fine. You know, we're going to be okay. We're going yeah. to get through this, right? Yeah, exactly. No, you're right, though, man. I mean, people are just home, man, just uh, yeah. looking to looking to just rip someone to shreds online. You know what I mean? It's, you know? And yeah, but, you know, I, it what was, I for, for, for like folks listening, you know, if, you know, in a perfect year, what, what would the jib fest weekender entail? Like, what would that weekend be like? Uh, so, you know, for when, when COVID dies, it dies, when yeah. it dies, yeah. COVID dies. When it dies, <laughs> and it's going to die. It is, it is. You know, when it, when it finally fucks off forever, like what will, you know, what would the jib fest weekender entail? And, and what could people look forward to, to, to head into an event like that? Well, I mean, like I said, we're always trying to expand it and build off it. But I mean, the, the kind of the, the framework is a three day music and snowboarding event. So Friday is uh, the Coors Light Block Party. It happens downtown Cornerbrook. You have about six to eight venues. We get one brace that you can hop around, you know. So Dave Woody could be in one venue and uh, the girls from Lobby Sex are in another venue, you know. So it's, it's, it's all types of different vibes. You hop around, find what you like, try the different things, you know. Uh, Saturday, everyone kind of wakes up, shakes himself off, heads to the hill. Um, midday Saturday, we always do uh, Relic and I, and I put off a snowboard contest. So that's, that's a lot of fun. And then that evening we do our sort of main event, which uh, in 2020 was an outdoor concert. Right. So, I mean, we're definitely going to go back to that. I think like it, it was, was huge. The big, 2020 concert was massive outside. It, like It was, uh, it had like it, Sammy Adams. It had like snow was, uh, job vibes, like from back in the day on much music. I appreciate that. And like, I wish we had their budget, but you know, that's <laughs> what we're going, right. So if you're hearing this much, you want to come back, we'll gladly put a concert off. You sponsored it. We'll make it happen. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was the vibes we were going for. And I think anytime you do something new, it's kind of hard to get people in, explain to them. But you know, we, like I said, it was a little over a thousand people. It was awesome. And they were like, let's try this. And they're like, it's you, you're wearing snow gear anyway. So it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold, but like put your snow gear on, put your gloves and hats on and just. And make the best of it. Have, have some fun. Yeah, yeah. it was. And people that like bought into it and like dressed appropriately, I think they had an absolute blast. We had a lot of great reviews and 
that was so much fun. Then we, after that, we had some buses lined up again and kind of took care of that for people. That's been really smooth. Uh, Buckles, Bus, and Cornbrook. Shout out to those guys for taking care of us. And yeah, they'll, they'll take us to an after party back downtown Cornerbrook. And then Sunday, we end things off again, another day of riding on the hill, some, you know, some smaller activities on the hill, uh, skiing and snowboarding. And then Sunday night, the comedy show at, at Marble Mountain. So yeah, and with, and it's the, and, and Marble yeah. Mountain itself is you know it's an incredible venue, like a great way to wind down the weekend. Like just you know you probably just raged for two days. You've been snowboarding yeah. and skiing on top yeah. of that in the daytime. Like yeah. probably not a whole lot of rest going on. And Sunday it's yeah. just kind of like all right, put your feet up, let's sit here and laugh. Like now you know right, hundred percent. Yeah, and th- and again that's been something that's kind of like the the laugh it off is what the name the Jip Fest laugh it off comedy show and. We've brought, we've had a lot of great comics over the years perform at that. So it's been a, it's been a ton of fun growing, growing that event a lot of, and the cool thing about it is people that maybe might not go to the Friday or Saturday will come, come to the Sunday event or people might just go Friday. We're really trying to appeal to a lot more people. Like it started when we were in university as university students and it's university's midterm break. And that probably makes up half our audience, but every year we're getting more and more variety, more people come from away, probably a bit of an older clientele sleeping into more events. So, you know, we're trying to expand and reach more people. So. Yeah, no, it's it's exciting. I mean, I mean, I'll definitely be in, in attendance if I if I'm in the country next year. May, who knows? Maybe on a stage. Who, we'll see what happens there. Obviously, but, absolutely, man. I mean, we got a IOU a Jip Fest gig right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all good, man. You, you guys made the right decision there, and I think everybody was everybody understood that. I mean, there's this is this the tough thing with this virus, man, is that you can't really plan a whole lot. I mean, it's it's nice that we yeah. can finally start to get some kind of things and in order, like like I mentioned earlier. But it's it's been it's been a tough year. I mean. With regards to that, Brent, do you have do you have anything planned? I mean, what's 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 in the in the immediate future? Anything planned, or are you still kind of weeding it out? Uh, immediate future. I mean, I don't, I'm probably sh- not allowed to say this, but I guess I give a little sneak peek here for anyone listening. Um, we're, we're actually my partner and I were starting a, an ice cream truck, so we have a kind of little different. <laughs> Is this breaking news? Breaking news! Breaking news! Did you right just here, break yeah. this news on the I, podcast? Wow! I, man. I, I, I did break it. Yeah, um, he's gonna probably be pissed at me, but yeah, <laughs> might as well might as well start leaking some information. I won't say too much, but hopefully to be um, next month downtown. It's, it's kind of all I'll say for now. But yeah, don't rate me after. Don't don't rate me after and ask me to edit this because I can't. I don't know how to do it, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're we're, we're live on the. All right, yeah, so. Ice cream truck, downtown St. John's. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. I mean, I won't ask you too much about it because obviously you're trying to keep it a little hush-hush, but that's that's pretty exciting. Ice cream truck's coming. Uh, any yeah. shows planned or and I know the 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 comedy thing you're doing across the island this year, right? Uh yeah. So the Mike's Mike Lynch's tour, the show we're getting, that has another show uh this weekend and next weekend. They're all sold out, but we're gonna be hopefully again next month in June announcing our best guy in comedy tour. So that'll be uh, late August and all September throughout Newfoundland. We're going to a lot of new places this year. Really excited for that. Um, and yeah, sidebar, that's been a really cool thing about COVID is like um, not being able to travel, I guess, as much outside the province. Like we, we've done some smaller shows in new places that are just like welcome you in open arms. Like the guys were in Secret Cove, Port of Port Brewery there for a show last week, Twilling Gates, Springdale, St. Anthony, um, Port of Basque, Clarenville, Bay Roberts, Harbor Grace, like just, you know, everywhere is just so welcoming. Right. And, and, and like really some of those good. places, I mean, especially if you're doing like this, you know, like you've done in the past, the national tour, or even if you're just doing, you know, some of these coasts, you know, Ontario and Alberta, like you're probably not getting up to, up to St. Anthony. You know what I mean? You're not like different places. You're not getting into some of the, you know, um, harder, harder 
sought areas, but but you've you've gone there and, and you you learn that man, there's some good shows to be had there in those places as there's well. There's good shows to be had and good people. I mean, like St. Anthony, we we did we did two shows, like, like a double header on a Tuesday night, because there's just good people and, and, and they want the entertainment. So I mean that's what we've learned. Like there's people there and want to show, we'll bring it to them, right? Because again, I grew up my whole life as a promoter. So I know what it's like to try and hit people up and then like not kind of give you enough attention or give you a chance, right? So I'm like, I know what it's like to not be able to get shows. So when people come to me and they want to do the shows I'm doing, I'm like, absolutely, we can make it happen. We'll come anywhere and tell jokes, right? Like, we, <laughs> yeah. we love it, right? Like, let's go. Yeah, no, exactly. No, that's awesome, Brent, man. Uh, you know what? You, you've you've given me a ton of work over the years. You've always been a great guy, man. And you always helped me out. And and uh, it's always been a fun, fun thing to be a part of, of all your events, man. I love watching you grow and I love watching your team work together and, and pull off these events because they're always a blast. I mean, everybody always just has the best time at all, at all these events, man. So uh, for the sake of, of that, man, please, please keep going because everybody, uh, everybody, you know, needs that outlet from time to time and, and you provide them. You do a great job, you know, behind the scenes and you're always part of the party too, man. You're always having a laugh too. And you <laughs> do with a smile. Yeah. <laughs> you do with a smile on your face, man. That goes a long way. People, people realize that for sure. No, I, I really appreciate it. I, I truly do. And yeah, I can't wait to really get back to hundred percent and a few gigs with you, a few gigs, with everyone else. And I mean, the community here is just so good, right? Like, like when we got a call and rebook dates, I mean, venue owners are just, everyone is just ready to go. I mean, it's such a, no, it's it's good. Yeah, it's it is. You're, a good place. You're right, man. It's a great community. Yeah. There's a great community of artists here, man, and, and people are people just people just want to be entertained. Like people just yeah, love being entertained here. Like <laughs> put something in front of me, make me smile. No, it's awesome, Brent. Thanks again, man. Uh, for anybody who's at home and, and might want to find you know and 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 maybe uh, where where can we find you online on on your website? Uh, just yeah, Brent Mac, Brent Mac on all my socials, Brent Mac yeah. uh, seven hundred nine on, on Instagram and. Brent Mac events on Facebook. Um, yeah, I mean, bestnoncomedytour.com. We just put yep. out our special from last year, actually. So if you right. uh, want to get some Newfoundland laughs on board, we, we just released that there a month ago. It's been doing well. So that's uh, some great content there. But um, yeah, I mean, you can just Brent Mac online. You'll, you'll, you'll find me. So yeah. uh, right on, man. Well, uh, thanks so much again for taking the time to come on today. I know you're a busy man. And uh, I actually had to uh, get you on a little. Normally, I, I actually record these on Tuesdays, but I'm uh, I'm a little busy for the next couple of days. So uh, you were graceful enough to come on a little day early for me and make the time. So thanks again, Brent. Uh, you're uh, you're a real uh, you're a treasure in our community, my friend. Thanks again. I appreciate the kind words, buddy. Pleasure talking to you, and can't wait to have a beer with you soon. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you soon. Cheers. Sounds good, buddy. Big thanks to Brent for coming on there. Uh, super, super awesome dude. Super fun to talk to. I mean, like I mentioned, he's got his hands in everything. He's a uh, just a super positive guy. I mean, he loves bringing good times and, and, and good vibes to the to the scene. And he does just that. I mean, he works his ass off, guys. Like, like I mentioned in that interview, what people don't realize about this industry is, is the actual amount of work that goes into behind the scenes. Like... I can't imagine what Brent does, but I, I'm just, you know, personally speaking, I, like they say, the, the shows are sometimes only 10% of, of what the actual product is. There's so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes that 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 is necessary to uh, pulling off events like that, pulling off tours. So, you know, you got to hand it to Brent. He's a, he's an outgoing guy. He, he works his tail off and uh, it shows, you know, it shows in the, in the products that he puts out. So you got to hand it to Brent, make sure you do check out him and, and, uh, and the events that he put off here. He puts off, sorry. 
Yeah. Gonna uh, gonna leave it there. I'm gonna get to some editing because it's gonna take me a little while. And um, back next week, of course, with another podcast. Gonna try to keep these going, you know, as much as I can for the summer, as long as I can keep some interesting guests coming. Uh, I'm still looking for a sponsor. I know I'm uh, probably sounding like, but here would be your sponsor. You know, I would talk about your business right now and you know i'm not looking for a whole lot guys if you want to sponsor me you can throw me a few bucks and it would just pay me for my time to do these podcasts you know it takes me about four or five hours a week by the time i i do an interview and i i, I cut and edit all the audio and then i cut and edit out all the video uh, and then, you know, between the upload times and social media and then doing all the actual social media posts, it takes me about four or five hours a week. So looking for a sponsor, if you're a small business and you, you know, you want to, uh, you want some, some advertising, hit me up. Um, we can work out a deal. I would love to really get something on board for this and it would really keep the spark under my ass to, uh, to keep doing these. Cause they're, uh, they're a lot of fun. I really enjoy them. I, I got to say that it's been a, been a blast getting to chat with people and, and really getting to know them. Uh, and really, you know, working out the, the editing process and all that stuff. I really enjoyed that as well, but a little sponsorship wouldn't hurt. And, uh, you know, I'm reaching really good numbers. I mean, every week, every week the, uh, the numbers are going up and, uh, you know, the audience is, is getting larger and larger and, uh, it's seems like every week I'm getting new messages from from random people and, and people who I've never met saying, hey, tune in your, your podcast and really enjoying the guests you're having on. And so, yeah, if you know, if you want to sponsor this podcast, please hit me up and, and we can work out something. Uh, other than that, not too much going on for me. Um, what do I got on the go this weekend? Friday night, I'm at the Bull. Uh, bull and Barrel, back at the Bull and Barrel Friday night. Love playing the Bull. Solo set, going to be uh, like a 1030, you know, till, till 1 or one thirty kind of thing. Uh, very limited capacity at the Bull and Barrel, not a sm- not a big spot. So make sure if you are coming down to to get down early. And I think you can actually make some reservations if you're coming down with a little group and you you want to save a seat there. I don't I don't think they uh, they turned that away. So if you're feeling so inclined to come down and check out a few tunes Friday night and uh, at the Bull and Barrel, come see me. Uh, Saturday I got a buddy's diaper party, so I'm taking the night off from from gigging. And Sunday I'm I'm back at uh back at Greensleeve. So maybe we'll catch you the weekend. And um, yeah, hopefully the uh, the weather is looking pretty. good good and and uh, we're rolling into spring here so um really looking forward to uh to uh getting out again and, and and seeing everybody and and it's been a it's been a real treat so um that about does it for me guys thanks so much for tuning in again uh make sure you do like and subscribe if you're watching on youtube or or on on spotify and make sure you follow me on all social media at dave witty and like i mentioned earlier if you want to follow my new band at the donnies you can follow us you know on on instagram and facebook so that about does it for me, guys. Thanks again from downtown St. John's, Newfoundland. My name is Dave Whitty. Peace.